0: Hello everyone, this is Shan. Welcome to another episode of the Ascent Academy podcast where my mission is to bring you tools and inspiration from all around the globe which can help you ascend on this mountain of life. Joining us on our spiritual expedition today is the remarkable Beth Sturdwant, a warrior and a spiritual healer with an extensive experience as a shamanic practitioner. Over the years, Beth has been a consistent source of wisdom, gracing our podcast with her timeless insights. This conversation stands amongst the most pivotal and impactful discussions I have had till date. I deeply appreciate your time and contemplation on these profound matters, let's jump in. And we are recording. So the war within, where where should we start this thing? I couldn't, I couldn't, by the way, I couldn't stop thinking about this since you have told me. Because I think it's also what you can see this happening right now out there in the world. Things just are happening again and again. And I don't know if, if it's the news or if it's happening at a rapid, like it's just the pace of these things happening is, incre- maybe I am more, becoming more aware because maybe I wasn't paying attention earlier, but it seems to me like the pace of these events are like increasing day by day and the conflicts are getting mm-hmm. intense.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it makes sense because we're more connected than ever before in history as far as like accessibility so we hear more about conflicts we're also more entrenched in what's happening around the world so we're more engaged uh, morally and ethically and emotionally Um, and then that fuels our own uh, internal belief systems and conflicts So it it makes sense. I mean, from an energetic and spiritual perspective, uh, things are starting to happen more rapidly because things are shifting, so to speak, in needing to, a lot's crumbling systematically um, around the world and at home. Like, I don't know what it's like in your country or where you live. But here in Canada, uh, and especially in Ottawa, where I'm I am right now, it's 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 almost like you just kind of sit back and you're like, wow, look, how, like people are just so angry and so uh, irritated and so impatient. You see it in the driving, especially. It's out of control. Yeah. It's out of control. So. That's just indicative of what's going on in the world. It's kind of like chicken and the egg, you know? It's like mm-hmm. what came first. Yeah. Um, so I, I I don't think you're wrong at all in, in observing that.
0: Yeah, and I have a hard time personally understanding all this. Although reading psychology or listening to somebody like you, it makes sense. Uh, but... I have a hard time understanding like why somebody will do something because some, because of something happened like a thousand years ago or 300 years ago, or, yeah. you know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make any sense, but people get so outraged, you know, because of yeah. that, it's it's yeah. almost, sometimes it's almost funny <laughs> watching that, like why, why you, you know, why you will do exactly. that yeah
1: you're like if everybody could just smoke a big joint right. and just hang out in the same room they'd realize that like yeah. they're like why are we fighting about land that we maybe occupied thousands of years ago exactly like why does it matter what you believe or what i believe you know but anyway but yeah it is kind of hard to wrap our heads around but i always bring it to back back to self because that's what i do as a spiritual healer right Is helping people resolve the conflicts and the suffering within themselves. Because if you think of a, I mean, what if God, creator, Allah, whatever, is just a collective consciousness of everybody on earth? What if the universe is just the collective consciousness of all of us, 8 billion people together? what would that mean? You know, it, you could understand why conflict and war would continue on because the, the majority of people are in such states of anger, resentment, guilt, shame, so, you know, all these things that lead and contribute to our, our suffering in our own lives. So, if that's in there and we're adding to this pool of energy and energy and vibrations and frequencies and everything that we know contributes to our experiences. Well, there's no end. There's no end to to conflict and peace until we end it within ourselves. Will we, you and I, ever see that in this lifetime? No. Will our children see that? No. Will our grandchildren see that? No. Uh, I'd like to believe that centuries down the road, maybe humans will start to evolve beyond the, it, we won't be warring and fighting over land 500 years from now. <laughs> you know, land that perhaps was stolen 2,000 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, but it's just indicative of the fact that people can't let go of the past. Like how many people are so still living in their traumas that happened 5, 10, 20, 30 years ago? Today, they can't move beyond it because of a variety of reasons. And now we think of that collectively in a society of a million people. And then historically, uh, like it's, it's almost like this. When you start to think about it, it's like, what's the point? Do you know what I mean? Even me as a spiritual healer, you get to these like, well, all I can do and all you can do is start here with me. And if we can inherit and pass down trauma to our, to our descendants, and we can inherit it from our ancestors, we can also pass down and inherit healing. Let's at least start there. Um, that's really much all we can do from an individual perspective. Of course, there's going to be war because we need to defend ourselves. We're going to need to protect the people we love. That's reality so we can't end that because we can't end anger all around the world so it's ignorant to think that we shouldn't learn how to fight and defend ourselves and protect ourselves because we're gonna need that sometimes while we're doing the other stuff do you know what I mean so that we're not the um, we're not the instigators so much as now we're the protectors um, so we're not repressing. Our anger, we're processing it so that we don't react and contribute to that pool of toxicity that's around the
0: world. Yeah, and also acknowledging that, uh, talking about it, and actually, I think, resolving and healing, which we will get into, like, like, they're two different worlds, right? Two different universes, right? It's very easier to intellectualize all this stuff. And that's why I think uh, we, like, because we talk about it a lot, but still we can't move forward and make any significant change, right? But one thing I think where we can start to understand about this is, and this is the fundamental understanding where I started this podcast, that everything starts inwardly, right? And that's when you send me a little bit info about this. That's what you said, that external conflict and war will never go away until we all resolve the internal conflicts and division. That's the best place to jump Mm -hmm. into this rabbit hole.
1: Well, we can never experience peace globally until we can, like you said, action it and live it within ourselves. And I find it very hypocritical when people of good nature, of course, talk about, you know, peace in the Middle East, but yet they get in their cars and they start swearing at somebody for cutting them off or they go to the store and they're impatient with, uh, you know, somebody at the, the the teller who makes a mistake or, you know, they get angry at their ex for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's kind of like, well, how can you expect these two, like two well, multiple um, cultures to share and occupy the same space and live together peacefully when you can't even do that in your own life and you're one singular person. So for me, everything is an external, an opportunity to look within. Mm. Why am I living that truth? Am I being hypocritical in what I'm saying, but not actually doing it? Hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, I, especially here in, the, in North America, there's such a huge conflict and divide politically and morally and ethically. I mean, that's many places in the world right now. But let's just talk about politically. Let's say somebody who's extreme uh, left-wing, very woke, yada, 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 and now they have to occupy space with somebody who's an extreme right-wing person, very Republican, you know, pro-guns, yeah. anti-abortion, yada, yada, yada. Would they be able to occupy space together peacefully and respect each other's differences and share the same home and love each other and live in peace, knowing that they, their morals and ethics are so completely different? And if you can't, then we really have no place in judging other people who can't either. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't judge your experiences or other people's conflicts until I've experienced it myself and walked my talk in what peace actually means. Right.
0: Yeah, but also uh, you said we are we can pass on the healing. If we can pass on the traumas, we can pass on the healing as well. If we see ourselves kind of responsible for our ancestors healing, okay, something happened back in the day. There was some trauma. There was a lot of pain, a lot of pain. And I think up and until, you know, somebody, a person, In the future one generation stands up and realizes like okay i'm gonna take the responsibility of that and i'm gonna sit i'm gonna feel that pain and you know just what i've observed like generation by generation they everybody has that opportunity to sit and you know resolve it and feel it but they refuse for some reason maybe their life is so complicated at that moment maybe they don't have enough courage or maybe like, no matter whatever the situation is, I'm not judging or anything, but they don't do it for some reason. But somebody has to. If somebody has to, why can't it be you? And also, we are kind of obliged for to the future generation to do that, you know, because if we love and care about, you know, anybody, you know, kids or if you think holistically, the world, if you care about that, you yeah, know, it starts with ourselves. And like one question just hit me. I think Jonas Salk, he asked like, I'm paraphrasing. He said, are we being good ancestors, you know? Like we are the ancestors for the future. Like right? we are right now the ancestor. We always think of like our ancestors did this, that happened, what happened. Mm-hmm. But, and all these conflicts are out there present and we are blaming like my ancestor was here. Your ancestor was there and now let's fucking fight and kill each other. Right. But are we thinking that are we being good ancestors? Like do we want one, Uh, you know? gift our children a world where everybody is just fucking fighting and beating each other and they don't feel safe if they're traveling to some other country you know they 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 can be a terrorist attack like they can be you know anything people think of all these things all the time a lot of us live in anxiety it's a lot of because i think because of the news channels they always keep bombarding us with you know just stuff bad news bad news bad news because it gets trp Mm -hmm. so that's that what do you think Like, what do you think of that Mm -hmm. this whole
1: are we being good ancestors i mean i think um
0: is it an important question in the first place
1: well it is, but the, the, the problem is is that so many people don't really realize what that even means, or at least that's different for each individual person. So what what might be a somebody who creates change in their ancestral line and histories might be providing a safe home. It might be moving to a, n- a new country. It might be uh, uh, going to school or helping your children actually be the first people that 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 actually graduate from high school or university so that to them might be enough um a lot of people don't understand or might not know that most of the stuff that we have to do to evolve as a species and ancestrally and et cetera, et cetera, is the internal work because well we all have different belief systems and there's people that don't even believe the spirit exists beyond the flesh and blood so it's layered but i, I mean from my perspective and in my experience and also in my profession um, the healers are here we're born into our lineage for a reason to help end the suffering that we've inherited Um, so that it doesn't continue on in our children and in our grandchildren. But it does take work, you know. It it takes work, you know, coming to peace and ending the wars that rage within, right? So it's hard. It's hard. I wish I could say, do this, and it's all going to be better tomorrow, or even a week from now, or a year from now. No, but it could be better than it is today. If you start doing something, first step is acknowledging that um, all external conflict is is coming from you. Uh, that's the first place to start. It's hard, and that, even that alone, your people, I. It's going to trigger people beyond imagine. I get it. I was like that too.
0: Yeah, if you're saying what that, do you that to mean? me, and I'm listening that yeah. for the first time, you're saying, okay, so world is fucked up I can see that and you're saying I am responsible for all of that how is that possible
1: uh because all that exists is you in your world and it's uh it's like the butterfly wings if the butterfly flaps its wings here the ripple effect around the world can be exponential so I'm not saying you're directly connected to what's happening in Israel, but we're consciously and energetically perpetuating that conflict energetically. And, and if we think from a quantum perspective of time and time not existing, well, sure, we're all contributing to this, in, this eternal conflict externally, if we're contributing to that internal and keeping that internal conflict internally. And I'm not saying we, ha- I have to distinguish because people really grasp onto this idea of, well, but I didn't cause this to happen. I didn't um, cause the traumas to happen to me, to happen to me. No, I'm not telling you that you caused it, but we continue the conflict. We continue the trauma As it exists in our mind, in our spirits. And oftentimes, um, where we really resist it is there's a part of us subconsciously and energetically that actually attracts things to us, right? We think of, of, of the universal law of manifestation. So the hard thing to really, really grasp and understand and acknowledge is that even the things that are not so nice that have happened to me in my life, I chose to some degree, non-consciously. I'm not saying it was a conscious choice. I'm not saying that I chose to be abducted. I'm not saying that I chose to be raped. I'm not saying that I chose those things, especially when we're children. But when we come into certain situations, we come into our lives spiritually on these paths, we do actually choose certain conflicts to experience so that we can surpass them heal them change them evolve them ergo also evolving ourselves and our our ancestors so it's very complicated it's not a very it's not a linear process and i'm not saying you are directly with you are directly the reason there is conflict and war in the world however indirectly by continuing conflict and war within ourselves and in our lives yeah Absolutely, we're contributing to that that pool of hatred and energy and division and suffering,
0: yeah so w- would that fundamental understanding be that outer world is sort of a reflection of our inner world, and that's how we for sure yeah. create if this inner conflict is just gonna reflect, and in a way we are like if you think quantumly right if in a way we are just seeing ourselves out there it's just you know you can't see Mm -hmm. anything which is not in you already right so to have a fundamental understanding or at least
1: yeah or at least want to see it like put on a different pair of glasses you may you know i'm still human and and i still have moments where i judge and get triggered and react but it's like okay i now i have the ability to pause on that and be like oh okay this is really uncomfortable why am i feeling this it's not about that person that person is just or that energy or whatever that situation is bringing that out in me if that wasn't in me to begin with i wouldn't be reacting the way i am or making the choices I am making, which include sometimes uh, not wanting to be around toxic people or people that don't make us feel good. And that's okay. It doesn't mean we have to live in peace with with uh, really bad people. It doesn't mean that I have to invite my enemies to my house and have a gigantic dinner for them. It could just be, I'm going to... Let them go, forgive them, resolve what happened within myself and the emotions around that, so that I'm not constantly at war in my mind and in in, in in living in the past so that I can create a new future for myself which doesn't include uh, anger resentment all of those things that uh, often keep us in conflict mm-hmm.
0: yeah the, the world which keeps coming back to me is responsibility. Again, like everything you're seeing, it's like uh, you're pointing towards taking more of a, like not just not thinking that, hey, I'm the reason of all of that. It's more like being responsible for what's happening out there and looking inwards rather than just, you know, playing the blame game and moving on and, You know, Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, it's tricky because if we think about war in the, in the, in the um, real life practical sense of it, again, sometimes we have to go to war because there are not nice people in this world. There are people that want to hurt others. There are people that are so entrenched in their beliefs that anybody else who doesn't believe the same thing uh, shouldn't exist. Um, so we have to go to war sometimes to defend ourselves. It's when we become. It's when it, It's when we now become um, the oppressors. It's when we become the the people who are now imparting our beliefs on others and blaming others for all of our continuous suffering for expecting people to live the way we live to believe what we believe you know that's where it starts to really become a problem because it's like well now instead of the solution now you're part of the problem um so, a good example of that in my own case um, is with the father of my children. He, here's a, a man that cheated on me while I was pregnant, left me, uh, abandoned me while I was pregnant both times with my kids, um, rejected me. You know, my entire life changed uh, when he left me, including my career. And then I became a full-time single mom he was still in my children's lives, albeit, uh, sporadically. Um, and we tried to work together, a co-parent, yada, 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 but there was so much anger and resentment inside of me, understandably, because he did not so nice things. And so I felt justified in my anger and my, um, resentment and my hatred. Uh, and then it got to the point with us in conflict, uh, where it was so bad things that he was doing to me where i had to take him to court and fight him for full custody we couldn't even talk we had to talk through an app because he was so verbally abusive um but the the point being is there was a part of me during that entire time that actually fed on that conflict and i didn't i wouldn't want to admit that at the time but there was a part of me I could feel it. It was like a little, little bit of a rumble where I was like, oh, I need a hit to justify how I'm feeling, to live in my suffering, to have the acknowledgement that what I've been through and what I'm going through is so atrocious and horrible, then it also um, justifies my current experience at the time, my current suffering, Right. So I wasn't able to get beyond that because I I thrived on that environment, so to speak. Even though I didn't want to be in there and I would blame him. So it wasn't until I came to the realization that I was an equal participant in that conflict. Even though he was actively doing things to me, I was a, I was a participant in that energetic exchange. Until I came to peace with the fact that even... He needed me to be this evil person in his life in order to even survive. And I wanted him to be alive because I wanted him in my children's lives. So it kind of was like I had to kind of surrender to the fact that, okay, that's who I am in his story. I don't have to become that person. I was becoming that person inadvertently. So I let go of the conflict. I completely started to go inward. And faced the emotions and the thoughts and the everything that I was experiencing as a result of whatever had happened, mm-hmm. and I started to forgive him within myself, yeah and everything changed on. Um, we now co-parent peacefully, he divorced from the wife that he was with at the time, who was not a healthy person who, who had added to that conflict that was continuing to happen um. We're very much at peace now. There's he's apologized for things that he did. Um, wow. There's no anger, resentment, or anything because I took that conflict and that war that I was constantly in with him internally within myself, and I resolved it.
0: In like my uh, yeah. updated version of understanding, like I understood that hurt people hurt people. Right? Did people say that. But also, hurt people get hurt in the first place. Like, for example, right now, I call you, let's say, a pink elephant, right? (laughs) I'm not going to get... Because you know it's not true or there is no trauma. There is nothing to attach my statement with. But then I come and call you something which you acknowledge inside you. You have a false belief that... Maybe I am that maybe there is insecurity, something is lurking, you know, behind yeah. the shadows. Then it will just go and attach, and then you'll get hurt, and we'll just play that hurt games. And people get stuck. I have gotten stuck in my relationships, and it's now I understand why you said it starts with acknowledgement, like it starts with just facing the brutal truth that i'm feeding off this as well you know Mm -hmm. i'm saying that this person is doing this doing that but i'm just feeding it that's why it's it keeps going on and on and on and on
1: yeah it amplifies it amplifies sometimes the door is open
0: but we don't exit you know we just stay in the room and we are the
1: we are the prisoner and the prison keepers of our own suffering and pain right the um or the wardens i guess but we're also so we're also the poison and the medicine to all of our pain too and again it's not to say that you intrinsic intrinsically caused things to happen um you know a rapist is still a rapist. You did not ask ask that to happen at all. But once that event ends, and now it's our job to stop that cycle and to stop that story and to end the effects of all of that. And it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. Of course it's not easy. Suffering, ending suffering is not easy, but, to what end i mean you're if you're not worth living in peace within yourself in your life then that means i'm not worth living in peace within myself which means then our society is not worth living in peace and the world isn't living worth worth living in peace you know so and you can even take it even further if your enemy is not worthy of forgiveness then you're not worthy of forgiveness either exactly yeah so it, it doesn't mean that we're going to live in the same space and occupy it in the same space. It doesn't mean that you'll ever see them, nor should you need to or have to. But if you're keeping that conflict and anger and all of those emotions uh, and effects of whatever we experience internally alive, then because of the na- the laws of nature and laws of attraction and laws of uh, you know, amplification and vibration and frequency and yada yada yada. We're adding to that pool of toxicity. Now we're adding to that god consciousness of pain and suffering and war and division, and there will never be peace.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then those ripple effects will just go on towards yeah. generations and towards the you know world as well. It makes so much yeah. sense. Right, let's let's take a reverse gear and let's understand this phrase you shared with me. You know, the the war within, you know. What does the war within mean to you? And I think we have understanding that why is it important to address in our lives by now, but what it means to you. The war within.
1: Uh, the war within would be that internal conflict that we have that keeps us in suffering. I mean, I think the number one purpose of of everybody is to end suffering in their lives and to truly understand what love is. I'm not talking about romantic love. Um, but love and everything that comes with that love and that peace and the end of suffering. So the internal war within us is those aspects of ourselves that constantly um, thrive on conflict uh, that are constantly uh, living externally because we need validation for our pain. We need validation for our beliefs even if they're toxic and they're not healthy, you know, we need um, to bond with people around us that will then, um, you know, in that, in that tribal sense of, of community where it's us against them. You know, if I, have a, if I have a them to be angry at, then I don't have to ever take accountability for my contribution in that conflict so um that war you know it's a war of spirituality it's a war of ethics a war of morals that's why trauma will continue to exist until we resolve and heal the effects of atrocities that make us question morality and humanity and ethics and Hopelessness and pain and all of those things, I call it a post-traumatic spiritual disorder. Mm-hmm. So it's that
0: disconnect.
1: Everything everything starts in the spirit. Everything, if you want to reverse engineer our trauma and our pain, everything starts in the spirit. That's where our beliefs lie. And if something happens to me that is so horrible that makes me feel A, that I'm um, not worth living, that I don't matter, that there's no hope, that, you know, how can this ever happen to anybody? How can people be so evil that it can either happen to me or somebody else? You know, all of that stuff which makes us question humanity starts in the beliefs and then that's going to transcend and travel up into our emotions because we feel emotions and then it travels into our thoughts and our, into our mental capacities and we start creating these um, limitations in our mind and then that affects us physically so that war until we get access to the conflicts that are happening spiritually in us mm-hmm. with our belief systems with our inability to forgive Feel compassion, um, all of that. We'll always be, will always be in conflict with ourselves and with others.
0: So once we acknowledge the war within, and we take responsibility for our part, you know, in the outer conflicts as well, mm-hmm. and we realize that everything starts inwardly and the world out there is just a reflection of our collective unconscious right Our collective consciousness so from there how do we find the resilience to you know overcome it you know from where we get that courage to go into that and to Heal it and transform it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's where the warrior spirit comes in. I mean, warrior is a person who fights, right? A person who fights in war. Um, so if we turn that capacity, you know, if we if we think about what is a warrior, other than somebody who fights in war, you know, what are the attributes of a warrior? Courage. Uh, perseverance, honor, uh, integrity, valor, all these wonderful things that we all have the capacity to access and use. So if we start to kind of turn our eyes away from the conflicts outside, I mean, not ignorantly, you have to still still be realistic in the fact that we live in this three-dimensional world and there's realities of conflict around us that we have to be aware of and protect ourselves from. But while we're doing that, if we're starting to acknowledge the conflicts within that keep us at war, like what is what is war except for the physical fighting? What What starts war? Division. Division, yeah.
0: Division creates, you know, separateness, everything, I think starts with separation different beliefs you are something else i'm something else we are not we don't see each other as one you know that lack of we can also say a disconnect to our fundamental nature you know who uh, an unawareness into who we are actually you know fundamentally you will say at soul level you know who we are we think we think right. we are something else. So that lack of understanding and realization, I think, from where it starts.
1: Yeah. So it's like us against them. Yeah. Right. That that's why I like to use use the the word community instead of tribes. Because tribes is tribal is very us, them, us them. Um but if we think of like, you know, what are the so you said division. Well, what are the emotions that lead to that division? So if we think of division as the physical manifestation, okay, what are the emotions behind that or the thoughts like you said uh, you know us against them, their beliefs, you know they they do this, they're not like us, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the thoughts associated with that justify that division um or maybe that person or they did this, therefore, I now have to do this. Yeah. Eye you also eye. once
0: said, like, uh, I, I remember you saying there are only two emotions, I think, fear and love. So Yeah,
1: there's only two so, emotions, fear so and love. So if there yes.
0: is, when there's war, there's lack of love. So I think there's enormous yeah. amount of fear present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when exactly. I see a small little pomegranate dog, it's barking a lot. And mm-hmm. it just reminds me of that when you see a lion is just walking silently, calmly until it's time to attack. But the fucking yeah. Pomeranian is just so fucking scared. <laughs> Don't know what he's trying to threaten you with. But he's just keep. On. So you can see fear, right? He's trying to get angry, but behind that anger, yeah, there's a lot good. of fear. And same with, I think, same when we get angry. If we look behind that anger, Even
1: it's the fear.
0: Yeah. It's the same
1: thing Well that Alexander Great said there's a constant war, a war with fear. Mm-hmm. So if you if you go now to the emotions behind war, fear, anger, uh, resentment, blank you know, all of those emotions. But then if we now take it to the belief systems, yeah. you know, so we're re- basically we're reverse engineering how war even how we got to that place. And then your belief systems, well, you know they don't think I should. We should exist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They believe you know they believe that um, we don't matter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so all of that that we just talked about exists within us.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So until we can start to resolve that within ourselves, whenever you experience that internal war and those conflicts, you know, what keeps us um, in conflict with others? Why do we re- get reactive towards others? Why do we get triggered when somebody questions who we are, or what we believe? Um, okay, what are the thoughts behind that? You know, why are you justifying your actions? You know, why are you surrounding yourself with people who are only supporting what you do, and, okay? And now what are the emotions behind that? Well, I'm actually really afraid. If I really think about it, no, most people aren't going to acknowledge that they're afraid, so they're going to go to anger. I'm really angry, really resentful. I really hate this person or these people. And then you go now to the beliefs behind that. Oh, uh, why? Because I'm actually really sad. Why? Because they make me feel X, Y, Z, because I feel or I believe that um i will never be enough or we will never etc 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 so that's why it's so imperative to start by acknowledging which now we tap into the warrior attributes because it takes courage to do that it takes courage it takes fearlessness and it takes perseverance because it's exhausting it's tiring you're in it for the long game. This is not a take pill all of a sudden you're living in the matrix and everything's different. You know, it's you're in it for the long game. So you're going to come up against so many roadblocks and it obstacles it's just the
0: starting point.
1: It's just the starting point. And I remember when uh, I started on my healing journey um years and years ago and I was probably about about a year in. I think I probably told you this before. And I was sitting with my spiritual healer, my shaman, in a session with him. And I was like, is there something you can do that can put me back to sleep? Like, make this stop. I'm done. I can't. Not because of things that were happening externally. While, yes, it was difficult, single mom, Mm. realities of life. It was the internal, the fact that I constantly was coming back to me. Constantly coming back to all of this sludge and stuff that I had to face within myself, all of these truths of, oh, my God, I chose that person. I was angry at that person. I showed up, and I did that. I let this happen to me constantly. So that's where the warrior spirit really comes into play, you know, um, so that we can continue to to stay on that path uh, towards peace and actualizing peace and love.
0: also where do you find this much energy i don't know if it's maybe it sounds like a a little bit personal question where do you find this much energy to do this work like most of Mm. us don't have it like it sounds awesome healing resolving conflicts it sounds the result of it sounds amazing i want it you know yeah i I don't have you know it feels like I don't have that much amount of, you know, even when I listen to you, there's so much, you know, I can sense that, you know, and especially like, let's say, even talking, going into these rabbit holes, it takes energy, understanding takes a lot of energy, then acknowledging, going into it. So where do we find that pool of energy? One way I understand it is, so it's kind of a loop a person is stuck in, as far as I can talk from my experience. So the loop is, I know I will get the energy if I'll resolve these conflicts, because these conflicts are taking all the fucking, it's like my, all my energy is trapped in these, you know, in my subconscious, it's trapped, right? And if I had access to that energy, I could have worked upon this, but since it's locked there, I don't have enough, you know. Mm. So it's no. how you that's, break from that. That's a great question. In in we will say, Chakra view, you know, it's like you're stuck in the middle of a puzzle or a tornado and you can't fucking escape and you feel helpless, right? That's yeah. most of us, that's where most of us start.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I was there too. Um, well, emotions take energy, thoughts take energy. Um, you know, obviously physical living takes energy. So it's not that your energy's stuck, it's going to other places. So you, it's almost like, um, like a boat that has a hole in it sorry it's almost like a boat that's like overflowing and you're trying to like bail out the water but it just keeps filling with water it just keeps filling you can never actually get all of the boat all of the water out of the boat so it's constantly slowly sinking and you're just exhausted because you're just constantly bailing out water and it never ends um so i it, we think of it as density and the reason why People feel so stuck uh, and heavy and tired and ex- energy less is because we're you're so dense with all the toxicities, all the 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 squirrely thoughts and like you said, like that tornado of existence and so we're dense, which means we're so heavy, and that's exhausting. I mean imagine if you weighed five hundred pounds and you were trying to climb Mount Everest. Or K2. Like, it would be impossible. I'm, I'm not saying it's no. I'm not going to have to say it's impossible. It is possible. But it would be f- fucking exhausting. More exhausting than if for your 160 pounds. Climbing that same mountain. Right? So, the point being, as you're resolving all of those reasons that make you heavy and dense. You start to become lighter energetically. You start; it's like um, uh, like an air balloon cutting the the weights, so the air balloon can right. start to float up. You're cutting all of those off slowly and slowly, one by one by one, and you start to rise and rise and become lighter and lighter and lighter. And um, that's actually literally what happens when we die too. So when I'm working with people. And recently I've been really uh, surrounded by a lot of people transitioning in life who are exceedingly heavy with, we'll say the density of their pain and suffering. So there it's so uh, tragic because um, when we come to the end of our physical life, and we're so unresolved and we're so dense with anger, grief, shame, resentment, all of these unresolved emotions and experiences, uh, our fear of death is much greater. Our inability to be at peace in the last moments of our life is much greater. The gift of what I do is that I'm, allow, I'm able to help people once they do transition in the physical death afterwards so that they're not dense and that they can uh, go where they're supposed to go faster. But the point being in this reality, like you said, like how when we're feel, of course it's exhausting because you're like, holy crap, how am I going to climb up that mountain? I feel so heavy. I feel I'm depressed. I've got. I wake up every night with anxiety. My mind won't stop thinking. i like I've got physical realities, debts, bills to pay. You know, all of these very real situations. Um, but all I can say is, start one foot at a time, one weight at a time. One, you know, it does get lighter and lighter and lighter as you keep going forward. But what I will tell you also, it gets heavier and heavier and heavier if you don't. If you don't. So it's, it. that's where free will comes into play as humans. We have a choice.
0: Yeah, that's where I think the warrior spirit plays the largest role in the beginning of your journey when you have nothing. And that's the warrior heart, right? You have nothing. Mm-hmm. You are... 500 kgs let's say and you have to climb mount everest only a warrior will do that not a and and warrior is almost like i used to say earlier when like i was in almost my life was hellish and i was to say you if you wanna beat insanity you gotta be crazy only a crazy man can beat insanity so I think that's the warrior is, is he's almost crazy. It's crazy in a good way. It's not insane, but he's crazy. He's willing to do things which makes no sense in it, in his place where he is standing. It makes no, it makes no sense to climb a mountain if you are 500 kg. But also I think what you said will help a lot and I wish somebody would have told me this like as you will start climbing you will start becoming lighter and lighter so take the first step you know have yeah. take that what you say leap of faith and let's see what happens because yes, until yes. then unless you will try it nobody can you know give you a surety here you have to take a leap of faith There's no other way as much as I like rationality and logic and seeing you know what's predicting the future and all of that but here there is no predicting the future that's the funny part that's why most people uh, you know that's why we are stuck because nobody can tell you until you'll take the step then the path is gonna you know, become clear like what's the next step what's the next step yeah.
1: that's it's true that's why so many people go to see psychics right because we want certainty we want to know the outcome before we get there but there's so many variables depending on what you choose what other people choose what you don't choose what you do what you don't do but people want certainty they want if I do this this is going to happen well what if it doesn't will you be okay
0: exactly yeah will you still be Going, will you find another way? Will you find? Will you keep looking? You know, Mm -hmm. gotta keep looking. (laughs) Maybe one thing will not work. Maybe the next thing. That that's the hope and faith. I don't like these words a lot, and I don't use it on everyday basis. But you just keep hoping. You know.
1: Well, my shaman says hope is ambition without action.
0: Hope is ambition without action. Action. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Which is true. I can hope that my muscles are going to grow. But unless I action it by going to the gym or doing whatever to make those muscles grow and eating properly to support and feed those muscles, they're not going to grow. I can hope that my garden will grow, but I don't actually plant any seeds and weed and do what I need to do to, to, to maintain and nurture that garden. So hope is ambition without action. So that's the that's the warrior aspect of all of us is is the one that actions even though we may be terrified, even though we may not want to keep going, even though we may be exhausted um, that's why i I love following and listening to all these you know special forces people who are talking now and and using their experiences to Educate and inspire others. I mean they have their own stuff. They're not perfect by any stretch of the imaginations. But if we can at least learn from their gifts, their experiences as quote unquote warriors and apply that to ourselves in, in fighting the war within.
0: So who knows
1: what can happen? Who knows what can happen, right? It's you know, David Goggins?
0: Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: Yeah he, so, yeah. he talks about going to war right. within yourself too you know yeah. to conquer whatever it is that's keeping and preventing you from actioning the things that you want to action actioning hope actioning change actioning peace actioning mm-hmm. love
0: a mindset of a warrior and also a mindset of an athlete just applying in these places it's so profound and a lot of us when we are struggling with the war within or we are struggling mentally, we look up to shamans psychologists therapists all of that is good psychotherapy and you know nlp practitioners there's a plethora of you know healing experts all of that is good but looking also towards people who have experienced literal war Mm -hmm. and just analyzing like okay they have fought fought the outward war and we are fighting the inward war but the principles Mm -hmm. are almost the same of fighting that war although the only difference is they might get a medal after winning and nobody's gonna fucking acknowledge you if you're gonna win and and even that makes the you know the inner war even harder because It's done mostly in isolation. So nobody's there to help you or praise you or there's no companionship. Mm -hmm. Mostly you're alone inside, you know. There are guides and and there can be people, but at the end it's inward.
1: I would even take it as so far as to say that it's a very lonely journey because then as you're continuing to resolve the conflicts within people around us are going to start to leave our lives we're Mm -hmm. going to start to realize wait a second this person isn't healthy wait a second why am i friends or why why am i engaging continuing to engage in this exchange um or they may question or blame or you know try and prevent us from truly healing and finding peace peace within ourselves because then that's going to you know that's going to be in disharmony with them and that doesn't feel good and when you're in disharmony something's got to change like you can't stay in that state something has to change so oftentimes we'll 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 lose uh, people that were once uh, important in our lives so it can be a very lonely road but the beautiful part is the people that do come into your life or that do remain or do um uh, come along for the ride, so to speak. those relationships are much more um meaningful and nurturing and all of those things that we we were searching for, but we don't actually know how to how to how to achieve or find uh so, yeah, so we might have a smaller pool of friends. Those friends will be much more um, meaningful and connected to us in different ways.
0: Yeah. And if we take the action, it opens up the possibility of making mistakes and failure and you know all that stuff i think we should spend a few minutes discussing and you have a lot of profound thoughts when it comes to mistakes Mm -hmm. and forgiveness i think Mm -hmm. it's the right place to talk about that
1: yeah i mean when you start to really action peace we'll say instead of war um you come face-to-face face with the mistakes that you've made that have either kept you in conflict or caused conflict in your life. And so inevitably, in order to actualize peace internally, you're going to have to forgive yourself. You're going to have to understand and see and realize that the choices you made you made because you didn't either you didn't know otherwise or perhaps you adopted beliefs that you didn't actually truly believe but they were imparted on to you because that's all you knew in the environment that you were in um, or you were so angry or envious of something you did some you know we just were able to reverse engineer the mistakes we've made and get to the heart of the truth, which is we only are able to do what we do based on what we know. And if we don't know otherwise, you know, then we might make a lot of mistakes along the way until we know otherwise. And then we have choice. So when we start to feel more compassion and forgiveness towards ourselves in making mistakes from the past, we're able to more easily forgive ourselves in the present moment when we do make mistakes. So long as we start to explore and examine why we made those mistakes and change that. And then we're able to see other people and the mistakes they've made and really understand that that perhaps, well, not perhaps, understand that they've made those mistakes because of reasons that we often don't even really know or we might never know. And that's not, to, that's not to excuse other people's actions or to say, I'm going to continue to let you do this to me or to other people. But it helps us to disconnect um, and to not internalize and personalize other people's actions as being a result of something that we've done or who we are. And we start to realize they're doing it because something's happened in them. They don't know otherwise. They don't understand. They can't, you know, whatever, yada, yada, yada. So it really takes us away from that us against them mentality and reality and realize again, if we're all one, like we all Mm -hmm. like to, pray about and kumbaya about then then by seeing that this other person is making mistakes and perhaps doing not so nice things and by learning to forgive and have compassion for our ourselves from making mistakes and perhaps not doing nice things ergo maybe we can start to uh, extend that compassion and forgiveness towards them as well
0: it works both ways so it just brings back that point that outer world is just our reflection you know of our ourselves once we start forgive, like once we forgive ourselves we naturally start to you know see other you know see others in that light that's, really, that's mm-hmm. a fascinating thing which happens Although again, <laughs> saying it uh, is easier than doing it. So keeping that in mind.
1: It's not hard. It's, it's not easy. It's hard. And,
0: but understanding and taking the res- responsibility and acknowledging, I think it's a great place to start. While I was researching this, like this quote by Carl Young, and I would love to know your thoughts on this. He says, one does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light but by making the darkness conscious.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I could say people talk about light workers. But we've talked about this before. I identify more in what I do as a dark worker. And that's not to say I work in the dark arts and I'm, conjuring up dark spirits and doing seances and sending sorcery to people. It means that I'm not afraid to go places where people are usually afraid to go. I'm not afraid to go into the darkness and to shine that light and to see, okay, what's here? Hey guys, let's look around. What's really keeping you in conflict? Why are we really suffering? Because up in the light you're not going to get the answers. You're going to stay up in this kind of airy-fairy, you know, I bring you peace and I'm going to send you send you love. Okay, the intentions are good, fine. But until you go into the darkness, into the cave, into the depths of what's causing conflict and, and war, you can't get to the light. You need both. Right? So I wholeheartedly agree with that with that statement. And in fact, I'm extremely wary of of quote unquote light workers who constantly live in that ethereal land of you know above lightness, above everybody, enlightenment and yada 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 instead of living in the truth of reality that we are human and being human means we have both the dark and the lightness cannot have one without the other and denying that fact denies peace from ever happening because now you're just suppressing uh all of that right you're you're just suppressing the anger and the darkness and all of that stuff that we we inherently have as human for whatever reason so it's a great quote thank you for sharing that
0: yeah that's what i love about you and that's where there is this line so when i think when we first met and i i saw that this is a, you are coming from a let's say spiritual you know place and talking about war that was mm-hmm. so fucking fascinating and i instantly knew that you understand you know and that's why we just keep going on but that's where we started and that's why i resonated with you in the first place but there's a fine line to that and it's very easy to misunderstand you and to listen to you and to see you in like you talk like we have talked about that it's easier to do that and put you in a box of you know woo and spirituality and what that and that's that's okay but there's another thing to put you in a box of uh unresolved trauma in you you know because your vibe is not just you know that gentle smile on the face and sitting like that and giving you know lectures and being uh, embodiment of peace that's why i, I think i call you uh, uh, like i use this metaphor or i call you the ocean right when you see a ocean and that's why like how i recognize somebody honestly that they have experienced it or not when you're meeting them, are you a little bit scared? That's the truest, you know, my test of the person is really, you know, really been there or not, because you'll not just be light. There will be darkness as well. And it will not make you feel comfortable. It's creative destruction. It's not there to fucking, you know, just Sit with you and make you feel good, it's gonna make you feel bad more than it's gonna make you feel good, and that's where I think it's very easier to confuse you with, with that. And yeah,
1: it's true. Is, if you think about like the greatest explorers, well, all the explorers, you know, back in the day when there were no maps or roads. They had to they had to do the hard work they had to have faith and go through the discomfort of discovering and um and exploring and you know perhaps even being doubted by their fellow um, family members or tribes people or whatever you know like so I look at people who are constantly wanting to explore what it means to be human, what it means to actually live in peace, what it means to, to, to heal. I look at those as the, the modern days, you know, explorers because we're going into the unknown. We're going into the unknown aspects of humanity and consciousness and, um, um, and what it actually means. Not just to talk about, like you said, like not to talk about it, but to actually action it um, so it does it take again it takes courage, it takes all of those 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 things that sometimes we attribute to really not so healthy people, but I mean, peace comes at a price, right you can't you can't pray. Wore away like it's just not realistic it's not and, and yeah.
0: um
1: you can work towards it again in yourself
0: yeah, if it was that but praying easy. alone isn't
1: like <laughs> it, it, it was that easy,
0: that easy yeah. it was if it was all rainbows and butterflies will you know everybody out there will be walking as an embodiment of Buddha or Jesus Christ, right? But there are few people like that out there because the road to heaven goes through hell. That's the honest, brutal, factual truth. If anybody wants to listen yeah. to that, you're not gonna fucking sit in a meditative posture and become free or enlightened, enlightened or peaceful. It's. it's I hell. mean, there
1: are people who who do that, but I. Those are the very. Yeah. small percentage of of people on this earth and blessings to them and the way i look at it is if if your beliefs and what you do make you a better person and make you happy so that you're not causing and adding to that pool of conflict within yourself and externally within the world amazing amazing but the moment that you start imposing and imparting those beliefs onto others And making them feel guilty or bad or shamed or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're now adding to that conflict again. But the difference is you're now becoming a dictator of peace. Like you're not, you're, you're like, you're not like creating the peaceful healing environment. You're becoming one of the, you're becoming just like all the others, but it's masked in this enlightened uh, verbiage. and. Yeah, lifestyle, right?
0: as we see in society, right? Uh, like uh, a community of people come, we are the oppressed, we are the oppressed, we are the, and soon you watch them over the years. Now they are the oppressors, and the you know, the exactly. oppressors are the exactly. oppressed now, and they're using them being oppressed yeah. to oppress. <laughs> I
1: know it's, it's, it's just funny, kind of goes back to what you're saying at the beginning like, watching this stuff, and you're just like, how is it even? Like, it's awful, but it's also comical because you're like, just ha- like, why are you fighting about things that are thousands of years old that don't even really matter today? Really? Other than, it's like Romeo and Juliet. Like, let's take Romeo and Juliet and not make it about star-crossed lovers. Let's just make it about love in general and living, living at peace with opposing uh, tribes or people or communities. What if the what if what if people learn from Romeo and Juliet and like wow look they can find unity in their differences they can find love in their differences maybe we can too you know so or let's keep are we different alive. in the first
0: place are we so much different in the first, like let's say you have some beliefs. You have some values and you have some traumas and triggers and undissolved emotions, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And I have different uh, beliefs, different traumas, different undissolved, but at the root, we both have beliefs and undissolved emo. Like fundamentally, we are, you know, just yeah. the same, right? Like we it are was just- not
1: the same thing, yeah.
0: It's just we want to be
1: valued we want to be respected we want to be loved we want to be
0: yeah
1: uh have freedom of choice and autonomy all of these things the problem is just like you said like once once i start saying you know this my belief which maybe was the oppressed belief before has now become the the the, the substantiated like belief now i'm going to oppress you because now my belief is going to kind of take the forefront and I'm going to start attracting other people to believe the same and I'm going to build up reinforcement and forces. And now we've got to attack the the former oppressors because they caused all of this pain in the past. And, you know, it's like as soon as, soon as you start, the irony is as soon as you start talking about inclusivity, you're excluding other people. What do you mean? Well, because not everybody's going to believe in your beliefs. Mm-hmm. So this whole idea of let's be inclusive and everybody believes what I believe, which is really inclusivity means you have mm-hmm. to believe this, this, okay. this, 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 this. It's just in a different bracket. Mm-hmm. Now we're excluding the people who don't believe that same stuff. It's just, it's just the, the goalpost is just shifting from here to here.
0: Mm-hmm. Makes sense.
1: So, can what can it we live in like that the space? like the belief where... is
0: the issue in the first place. Like having a belief. Again, or not... Well,
1: again, everything starts in the spirit, and that's where beliefs are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, why do we believe those things? Are they actually true for us? Do they make us a better person? Do they oppress and harm other people? Do they oppress, oppress and harm ourselves? That's why nothing's going to get resolved until we start healing the spirit and coming to peace in the human spirit. It's so layered. It's really sometimes it kind of gets to the point where you're just thinking like, God, what is the point? Because then you add religion into it and you add like all of this money and politics. And so that's where it's like it gets to be too noisy and too dense And heavy that you don't even want to start moving. So that's why I'm like, all we can do is start with you. Start with you. Yeah. And already talks
0: about like we are we are having a conversation right now at the roots, root level, right? Yeah. That's why we can have the conversation in the first place. Now suppose we were having this conversation a little bit, you know, let's take it a little bit on the surface, which is Beth Sturdivant and Shantanu Singh okay now like take it a little bit surface bring our countries our religions and you know this whole conversation now surface it a little bit our personal views values history trauma like just the more we get to the surface and just if we aren't willing to I think have a conversation on the root level. there is no conversation to be had as you said like it's just so much fuss complication nothing is happening at the end of that it's just you know we are feeding our ego at like at the end of it no resolution yeah. no solution comes out of that stuff it's just good for having trp on a new channel but uh, It's good
1: optics for sure. It looks like you're like look like you're doing something. I always say it's like like walking around. You're walking around the cave. You're examining the cave. You're interpreting the cave. You're dissecting and yeah, you know um, you know philosophizing what's inside the cave and but you're never actually going in the cave to resolve whatever's Mm -hmm. there. So that's what humanities do. And until we. Get to that on an individual level, there's no way that we can actually sustain that yeah. externally either
0: one of the biggest barrier I'm seeing like listening to you is our beliefs and our identities so like what is their role and how do you work on that because I think that will be a fundamental thing a person. You know, if I'm gonna start Mm -hmm. on this journey, I'm like, that's gonna stop me. Like before even starting, right? My my ego. People say ego. It just Mm -hmm. if if I'm using the word ego, I'm saying ego is equals to let's say belief, your personality Mm -hmm. and your personal identity.
1: I would say ego is is more the. Um, living outside of yourself blaming others you know needing that validation and whatever it is to sustain um the unhealthy aspects of our of why we do what we do and what we think or etc um but our beliefs i mean the whole whole purpose of your lifetime my lifetime is to experience things and formulate beliefs as i experience things um the problem is is we become entrenched in those beliefs and every you know everything changes everything can change what i believed 10 years ago are completely different than what i believe today what i believed when i was five years old completely different and you know what Twenty years from now, they may be a little bit different, but at least i'm I'm closer to formulating what I truly believe and what is truly sustaining me, which again is that path towards living in peace, finding love, all of those things that we want and we desperately are looking for, but the process and the space in between that's when all our experiences we have to go through things to to start to formulate those beliefs and um the problem is is people become entrenched in, you know, this is who I am, this is my identity, this is me. I'm like, okay, well, that might be you now, but that's going to evolve and change as you evolve and change. And not only that, because this is who you feel you are, doesn't mean that everybody else around you perhaps views you the same way because everybody's going to have a different experience with you than you have with yourself. So I, I find identities are horribly uh, limiting for people, toxic um, and prevent us from truly mm, creating that space for evolution to happen. Uh, I'll give you an example. So My funny. son, he,
0: The the phrase which is coming in my mind, I'll quickly say that, is when when we are fighting for our identities, when we are are fighting for our limitations, actually. It's so funny.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Rather than just showing ourselves and others grace in the fact that we're all on this wild journey together of self-discovery. And that along the way there's gonna be mistakes, there's gonna be bumps, there's gonna be um, you know, things that happen, but it's really showing ourselves the grace and the fluidity and flexibility to to flow with it. Again, all leading towards that internal peace, unconditional love, uh ending suffering within ourselves, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there has to be that grace period of, we don't have to be a certain way. You don't have to be a certain way. Just be you. Whatever that is.
0: Looking back on our conversation, are there any main takeaways? Because it's a long-ass conversation. There are some main takeaways you want the listener to remember. Mm. Let's end with that.
1: I think the main takeaway is that if you want peace, which is a wonderful thing to want and a wonderful healed outcome for everybody in the world, you have to create that peaceful place. You have to be the peace, first of all, in order for peace to exist. You have to um, create the space within yourself, but also around you where healing can happen. The same thing with peace. You have to create the peace within yourself and around you for peace to happen. And while it may seem futile in some degrees, while it may seem overwhelming, daunting, exhausting uh, to even embark on that path, again, surrounding yourself with other people who perhaps are doing the same things or, you know, um following people that inspire you listening to um again i listen to a lot of uh real life uh, modern day warriors in the in the in the special forces community as inspiration for those attributes that i need to cultivate within myself when i'm feeling doubtful when i'm feeling afraid of continuing to go down my own path towards peace and ending suffering and all of that stuff that we talked about so finding inspiration
0: creating the peace within like who do you listen to you mentioned Mm. Goggins I listen
1: yeah uh David Goggins I listen to him I do find him a little um I like people who are able to balance the action and with the rest And he's a very action-oriented person, which is amazing. And he has done so much incredible stuff. And I very much respect him. Um, But I I listen to um, um, this uh, Sean Ryan. He has a podcast. I listen to his podcasts, um, a couple of his interviews that he's done, especially with this particular man, uh, uh, ex-Navy SEAL. His last name, Shipley, first name, I think, PJ, uh, and telling about his story, his experience with trauma, um, and what he did to kind of come through that. Um, I listened to Jocko Willink. I really uh, value his perspective. Um, Just the variety of, uh, and then some of my friends, some of my friends in the military community I love having conversations with them about their experiences and um, and how they've used that to make them a better better people. Uh, so for me, that's a I really find value in that, um, and it really helped me get through a lot of the darker moments in my own in my own journey with myself towards becoming that peaceful place. In my own life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I resonate with it with wholeheartedly and I think warriors and athletes, everybody should look up to them and we all should try to integrate their lifestyle and mindsets in our chosen endeavor rather than trying to be like them. Like, okay, my chosen endeavor is this. How can I learn and implement that thing in what I do? I think People a lot of people are going out there running like goggins. You don't have to run, man. He running is his thing. Maybe you are an artist. Show that kind of sincerity Thank to you. your art rather than running.
1: It's true. That's the problem, is sometimes we'll listen to these people and we'll sometimes feel guilty because we're like, Oh, I'm not running marathons every day and I'm not out there at three in the morning running and I'm like Okay, well, there's an opportunity to explore why you feel that way because that's keeping you at war in conflict within yourself. Why? <laughs> so, there you go. Love now it. we can now Love turn it. that internal. Yeah.
0: Amazing. 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 Thank you so much for this. Looking forward to the next one. I, I know you want to go right now. And I think we have, before you go, can you just uh, mention your social media perhaps? So, if somebody wants to connect with you, they can.
1: Uh, Facebook, Beth Sturtevant, I believe, and then my website, BethSturtevant.com, and YouTube is Beth Yeah, I'll
0: link all of that in the description box, and thank you so okay. much, my friend, I love all the conversations thank you so much with for the you, conversation. and yeah. looking forward to the next one. Likewise. Alright. love and respect, bye-bye.
1: Bye.